Hey guys, welcome to TechLink again. This is episode something. Um, you can hear any noise in the background. I'm currently on a walk and putting the microphone fairly close to my face for this. But um, yeah, it's been a while since an update has come through on the podcast. I thought I would just say something. Um, obviously, last time I ranted a lot about the grades that I have. And since then, quite a lot has changed. Um, decided to go for a gap year and to essentially sit here, try and get the grades up, the one grade that I need up, which is literature, and try to uh, find a way to sort of, um, I don't know, incorporate some Chinese into it because I feel like I can't just make it all about literature. I need to incorporate some Chinese in order to look good on a personal statement and for university. So, yeah. It's quite the um, a tough year. It's going to be a tough year. It's already been a tough year. Um, it's going to be, it's going to get even tougher from now till like May. So, there's uh, not much to do but like to work um, in that regard. Although, I suppose the work is, is, is welcome because there's, um, you know, there's a reward at the end of it. Um, if, if, you know, work is done hard enough, so I've got personal statements to get down. I've got uh, an essay, like essays for, for Oxford because I'm applying there and then I have to try and get that A level up to an A. So it, it, the application process is, is definitely challenging as hell. Um, I'm going to send a few messages out so I don't mess anything up. And from now till Monday, I guess I'm going to choose the course and start writing a draft of some sort. I don't know exactly how I'm going to do that, but that's that's the plan. <laughs> but, well, I mean, there's... It's going to be tough, especially for Oxford, because they have a lot of extra shit on top of your regular coursework. You know, you've got, well, sorry, on top of your regular personal statement, you've got, like, another piece of work you have to submit, and then you have to submit, you have to do a test, and then you might not even consider you for an interview and stuff, so there's definitely backup choices. Like UCL, like Kings, which rejected me, uh, and, well, my safety safety is Manchester, so hopefully the better luck. I should go to a good uni next year. The plan is to also stay here and just do Chinese at a university, not degree program. Hopefully it's pretty chill. There's like tests and stuff. Um, and lessons and stuff, obviously. Uh, or just take the Chinese A-level. But, yeah. That's the plan. Like I say, I'm just venting here. This is literally nothing to do about tech, but I thought I would just make a pod, an episode just to, you know, um, update you guys and stuff, because I haven't done that for a while. Um, but there's actually some tech stuff, incidentally, um, from August 16th, I think, uh, till now. Oh, there's a taxi coming. One sec. Okay, from August 16th till now, there has been one major update 
for the S20 Ultra, like the only major update. And apart from getting security patch, um, One UI 2.5 was added, which actually was pretty good. Um, definitely a ton of new features for it, like you've got um, wireless decks, which I use on my television all the time. You've got um, new animations and neat, like it's more fluid uh, overall. There's a new look about it. Um, well, not necessarily. I wouldn't say new look, but some things have a new look. Some some don't. Um, and then you know, there's. I'm struggling to think of what there is actually apart from wireless decks because the wireless decks. Oh well, there's nearby share which I haven't used at all to be honest. No one else has a, a Samsung phone around me that can use nearby decks properly so i've actually never i've actually haven't used it um but you know it's it's there uh and in the future when everyone does actually eventually get um does eventually get well i won't say everyone not everyone's gonna get a samsung phone but in the future hopefully it's more useful is what i'm trying to say i think it's an android's airdrop Anyway, so it's not strictly limited to Samsung devices. I think everyone can use it, but just no one in my vicinity actually even uses an Android device except my my brother, and he's got a Mi 9, which is currently on MIUI 12, and they don't have that implemented either. So what are you going to do? Um, in terms of like the device overall, it's been, it's been keeping up extremely well. Um, the Note 20 series came out. Uh, I think before I shot my last podcast, but um, yeah, there's no way I'm switching to the Note 20 line. Um, there's just not enough upgrades for it, or justified upgrades. Um, so, you know, like they do have a latest laser autofocus and a few other things, but the price is like seven thousand RB, which is seven hundred dollars for the Ultra, um, which is too steep and I would have to sell this and probably pay like 2000 at least if not more um, and that's not something I want to do really even though it sounds very enticing to everyone in the UK and the US because you know technically what would happen if I converted is I would sell my S20 Ultra for around 5000 RMB which is $500 um, and then I would just have to provide 2000 RMB or $200 uh, to get the Note 20 Ultra and, and get the whole whole upgrade there. But it's just not really feasible for me. I could see it as something... Yeah, I could see maybe doing it doing doing it with, like... So you have a, an S10, which still fetches decent value. It's about 2,000, 3,000 RMB, and then you're only paying, you know, 4,000, which... 400 bucks for a Note 20 Ultra, $4,000 RMB, you got to take into account the, the, the sort of the price difference or the, the currency exchange, but that's reasonable, you know, for 4,000 new, or not new, um, for 4,000 flat, you get a Mi 10, so there you go, and, and do bear in mind, if you live in China, these are the Korean models that I'm talking about, I'm not talking about the Guoxin models or the, what are they called, Zhongguo uh, Dadao, models which are the chinese models and the international models some of the korean variants which you know there are a few drawbacks i've explained them before you know you don't have the ability to pay with your face or with your fingerprint and you don't 
have like a few certain things like Samsung Pay doesn't really work because it's it's Korean, but I have found that updates come quicker, um, especially after I flashed the stock ROM on this, the Korean stock ROM for this device. Um, the updates do come quicker. Uh, I did get One UI 2.5 before mostly anyone, so that's good. And I think I will sign up to the... I won't sign up. I will get on Android 11 and One UI 3.0 as soon as possible. Yeah. I don't know. Um, It's been fine. I don't see any reason to, to swap, even though I've been tempted by the notes. I've been tempted by like going to like OnePlus, weirdly, and... But I don't know, it's probably not, like, worth doing. Um, the camera's gotten so much better in One UI 2.5. One thing I forgot to mention before One UI 2.5, which I now do remember, is actually Pro Video. So you've got Pro Video stuff uh, for One UI 2.5, where um, you've got, like, much better fine-tuned controls. Like, I shot, I, I just came home um, today, but, well, right now, it's currently about 7 p.m., but... As I was walking to the store where I was going, I shot a video in, you know, and I, and I could see all the sort of controls and everything, and I could play with them, and it reminded me a little bit of, like, the LG V50, which, by the way, my friend um, has actually bought for himself with the dual-screen case, where that phone had tons of, like, uh, manual video controls in the video app, and you could, you could do a lot with that. And, um, well, I think Samsung has finally stepped up at, at this point. Uh, maybe it's not quite to the level of LG, or definitely not to the level of Sony with their Xperia uh, 1 Mark II, but, you know, they're catching up, and, you know, it's it's actually pretty decent that they're doing that, and, and something else that's pretty decent that they're doing is um, rolling out three years of software updates with the, for each of their phones, so they promised this, I think, a little bit after the Note 20 released, Um which was great. And so this phone's going to be supported until Android R. Or, no, R is the next one. I'm a bit dumb. Q. Oh, my God. I just forgot my alphabet on camera. Or on camera on, on the middle of the podcast. Q, R, Android S. And T. I don't know. If, correct me if I'm wrong. Yes, I did just forget my alphabets. Anyway, um, T and S, it, it will get for sure. And, you know, the S9 is getting another year. Well, not the S9. They went from the S10. So the S10 is getting another two, which is great. Um, and, yeah, I mean, I think it, I think it's brilliant that, they're, that, they've, that they've promised that. And it's certainly going to make a lot of people buy their older phones, like the S10 and the Note 10, because, you know, they're going to be supported longer and they're still great value buys. Like, you can buy Note 10 right now for about 3,000 RMB, which is 300 bucks. Uh, and Note 10 plus 5G, like, the full deal. Um, so, you know, I think if you don't need the new S20 line or the Note 20 line, <clears throat> I'd say go for a Note 10 and save yourself some money. If you don't really care and you just want an S Pen, you want, you love the design of the Note 10, which the Note 10's design is still better than Note 20. Even better Note 20 Ultras, but but yeah. Um, I do want to talk about the Note 20 base standard. Um, obviously, everyone's been talking about it. It's been quite the polemic. Polemic? The, yeah, polemic. 
uh, discussion in terms of like the plastic back and the 60 hertz screen and the you know the, the, the laggier S Pen, but I think by itself that phone is a great phone. Um, but if you put it in a vacuum, of course it'll do well. But if you put it next to something like the Note 20 Ultra, if you put it next to something like a OnePlus 8 Pro, which is um, around the same price, um, it just fails. You know, it falls down in every single um, way, basically, except the processor. Um, it, it falls down every single way. I mean, here's the thing. Um, people don't really care, which is annoying. Uh, because if people would care, they wouldn't spend their money on something like that. Um, at least here in China, the market is very consumer aware, uh, especially amongst the young. The young are very tech savvy here. The young know, you know, they, they, they can pretty much identify what's good and what's bad. And I think in a way that's why um, and apart from other stuff, like, for example, you know, patriotic, patriotism and, you know, that push for Huawei. That's why phones here, like the Note 20, probably won't sell. And Samsung has literally no market share in China. You know, today I saw a video on YouTube, uh, on one of the many YouTube Chinese YouTube channels. I do watch uh, you Shui, by the way. Uh, it's Kate. KJMX, if you want to search it up. Uh, anyway, the, the guy was, you know, was presenting the Z Fold 2, and I just thought, you know, two people are going to buy this. Um, and they'll buy the Korean model, which is sold for cheaper here. Because no one, no one, I don't think, I don't, I don't think I've met anyone who owns a Samsung here um, that isn't the Korean model. And even then, it's very little people. It's like three. I know three people who, who own a Samsung here in China. Um, and that's the Korean model because it's cheap. And one of them was a Z Flip, and the guy bought it, and he was using it alongside an 11 Pro Max. So um, I still think, at least in China, Apple's prestige far outweighs Samsung, and then Huawei has overtaken Apple in terms of overall prestige and uh, customer loyalty. Well, because mainly because of the trade war, and then because you know people just love their you know their their country's brand. It, it's patriotism. Uh, you know, regardless of any trade war, they were already doing it, but now they're doing it more fervently. But yeah, um, it's very tech savvy, very much aware. And in in the U.S., this Note Twenty, this plastic back Note Twenty, is going to sell like hotcakes, simply because of you know of the carrier deals and carrier way of financing devices. You know, you're, you're going to get Verizon, you're going to get AT&T financing this on like 20 bucks a month. And the Note 20 Ultra is going to be 30 or 40 bucks a month. And they're going to be like, well, 20 versus 30, they're both Note. And they both have 20 at the end of it. Just, you know, just give me that one. You know, that, that one's camera bump is slightly less bigger than that one. Boom. That one's green. That one's white. I like the green. You know? And, you know, for... I know this is it's very much a tech thing. It's very much for people who are into tech who get frustrated by this and I and I do with you know with consumers buying unnecessary stuff, buying less value stuff. But at the end of the day, you know, it, it is the consumer who has to be happy. You know, if they're happy with the product that they've bought, it regardless of whether it's good or bad value, like 
it's that's it. It should just be left at that because you know the the main point of technology, in my opinion, is not to find the best value. You know, you've got people there finding the best value. You can find the best value if you're into it, and if you're nerdy and stuff, then you'll find the best value and you'll you'll buy that. But there's this term called I can remember what it's called blissful ignorance. Um, it's essentially what consumers are, you know, normops, you know, they buy a phone and they're happy with the phone that they bought and they have their own non-tech reasons for buying that phone. Like if you, if you know, if, if they buy an iPhone, it's because their friends have an iPhone and they'll be happy with that phone and they won't care that it has a 720p screen with the same pixel density as an iPhone 4, 4S or whatever, they, they won't care that um you know it it's 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 chunky or or well they, they might care if it's they might care about the size that's actually one of the things they might actually care about but they, they won't care if they've just bought an iphone 6s that it's got an a9 instead of an a13 um they won't care because it's an iphone and, and iphones are cool that's it pretty much and and they're bad on carriers and they'll just go into the store and they'll you know they they hear the name Galaxy Note, and they immediately get wowed by that. You know, they saw it on the ad boards. Because Samsung invests a lot into, you know, marketing and stuff. So they'll just buy it, regardless of whether it's plastic bag, regardless of whether it's got a 60 hertz screen. You know, I mean, at the end of the day, 60, 90, and 120 hertz screens are a gimmick, in my opinion, anyway. Um, you know, I've heard reviewers just praising them all over the place. But the point is, I'd rather have... At least here, and I've said it before. Yes, once you so if you if you're at one twenty and you go back down to sixty, you will notice it. But for a total of like three minutes, and it goes back to normal. You know, it goes back to feeling like a normal phone, a rapid, fast device, which it is. You know, it, and it just consumes battery, like t way too much. And at least on a Samsung phone, I'd rather have QHD at sixty, which is what I'm running, than. 120 1080p I, I can tell the difference i mean it might not apply to everybody and some people might definitely want 90 hertz 120 hertz or whatever but for me it's just not that important i wouldn't buy a phone um i wouldn't buy a phone based on refresh rate which a lot of people do and i did i actually did i bought a phone based on refresh rate when I, you know, I got sucked into the hype you know i bought um the rog phone 2 Back in, I think it was last year in, in like September, right, right around this date, I was using the ROG Phone 2. And I bought it because I got sucked in by two very pointless things that are just pure marketing that you don't necessarily need. Even even as a tech geek, you don't need them. Forget what I said about normal ops. Even as a tech tech geek, tech person, tech whatever, you don't you don't need them. And that's eight eight fifty five plus. And the 120 hertz refresh rate display. So the A55 Plus, at least for your general tech user, I'm not talking about you know specific use. If you've got use for it, like an actual use for it, then fine. But I, I didn't. I just bought it because you know I thought it looked cool in the spec sheets. And, you know, 120 hertz, wow. And it was impressive. Then I got used to it, and it was not impressive anymore. 
it was normal. So I feel like it's really overrated, and that's a marketing thing. And the F55 Plus was in day-to-day not faster than the 855 I had on my S10. You know? Yeah, I might have had a placebo effect where I thought, oh, wow, it launches quicker. That was also probably the 120 hertz. So, again, unless you're gaming, like if you're explicitly gaming on advice, then you'll buy a gaming device like an ROG Phone 3 or a Nubia Red Magic or whatever. Okay, but if you're not, if you're taking pictures, doing stuff like that, then then that's it. And that's what actually differentiates the techies from the non-techies. They're not, the non-techies will not care about specifics. You know, does it have a good camera? Yes. Does it have a good screen? Yes. That's it. I'll buy it. Techies will actually dig into that. But I guess my point is that you don't buy stuff you don't need and don't get sucked into the marketing gimmick, regardless of whether you're a techie or a non-techie. Um, but anyway, that's going to wrap it up for today. I hope you enjoyed the video, or not video, I said that about three times, the podcast. And I'll see you guys whenever the hell I can, because it's going to be a shitload of work coming down my way. I'll try and find some spare time. I'll see you guys next time on another episode of TechLink.